How's it going, y'all? Welcome back to the Gil Podcast. This podcast is about me, Gil, and the things that I am currently depressed with today. Uh, this episode is um, it's a sad, annoying episode. I didn't want to do this. I am a strong believer in energy, positivity, and the things that I vocalize and the things that I share, I always want to be able to give a positive message because the internet is so big. It's so easy to get on here and just start being mad, being upset, being, you know, uh, like vigilant against, you know, what's going on in the world. But I just want y'all to know this episode is not going to be anything about just anything other than just a positive outlook and certain thing about something that just happened this week in in America, (laughs) in the world. Well, in my circle, I'm pretty sure with for a lot of people, they probably couldn't care less. And that's totally fine because this doesn't really affect everybody. Actually, it affects one man, but it overall is a is an example of what happens to a lot of men in in the world, and especially in America. Uh, we're talking about Ryan Coogler and what happened to him at this uh, financial institution, uh, Bank of America, I think it's called. And it is a very serious situation. Um, Luckily, he wasn't hurt. Uh, He was hurt in in a way that a lot of people probably didn't even recognize. I watched the video maybe like 20 times and I dissected it a lot. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, Ryan Coogler, he is uh, a director uh, of like a lot of movies. For me, most famously, like Fruitville Station is like top tier uh, movie like everybody should check that out and of course come on everybody knows Black Panther not everybody I've never heard of that like some people just live in a box uh, which is good like um, side note if you get a chance check out um, Joe Rogan's podcast with with Mr. Beast it's kind of interesting how the internet is so big there's certain people that don't know about certain people because they're just not in that realm and I'm pretty sure there are thousands of people who don't know who Ryan Coogler is. And that's sad. This guy puts out amazing art. But we're talking about him, and I want to give him his flowers first before even just spewing more toxicity that's already about this situation. Because this situation is disgusting. So anyways, the young man went into a banking institution. Um And he was inquiring about uh, withdrawing some funds. I believe it was $12,000. And he's pretty famous. And he's withdrawing a large sum of money. And he doesn't want to draw attention to himself. Uh, Allegedly, he says that he does this a lot at a lot of Bank of Americas around the country. um, Across the country, I should say. And... He's never run into that problem. Allegedly. That's what he's saying. I don't want to say allegedly, but I'm just 
repeating what he said in a video and I don't want anything to come back like podcaster in South Florida Gil Torbius is saying wrong facts fake news at 11 and I don't want I don't want that to happen you know what I'm saying I don't want people to tune in here and to be like hey Gil told me that Ryan Coogler XYZ you know what I'm saying like I don't I don't don't want that to happen please this is not a source of news <laughs> all right but um I just want to, I'm just making light of the situation because it's just, man, that's what, that's what people do, man. That's not what only black people do, but a lot of comedians do it too. But a lot of black people do it because it's just so painful sometimes. Uh, just dealing with the reality of situation that a lot of people will look at you and they will judge you before they even, they can have all the facts like in, in Mr. Kugler's situation had everything that he needed to prove that he was supposed to be there doing what he came to do, even with everything. (laughs) This man had one desire to withdraw $12,000 from his bank account, but he was stopped by somebody who looks like him. You know what I'm saying? It was, it's, the lady, the woman was doing her job, of course, and it is what it is. She felt as if she was being robbed and I'm not going to take that away from her. And, but one thing I didn't like was in the video, was in the video. If you, if you watch him being walked out of the bank, the bank teller says, good job guys. Like you got one. Yes. Yes. Tame. We got one. Yes. It just her tonality, her, her just like yes, we got one, you know, like, like you did something. And to me, I I don't think she did her job. I think, in my head, and this is just me saying, she saw uh, Mister Kugler walk into that bank, and she says, "I don't want to deal with him. I hope he doesn't come to me. Hope he doesn't come to me." Oh, he made his rounds. Oh, he's coming to me. How may I help you? And she just looked at him the way he was dressing. Maybe his scruffy beard and his mask and his shades kind of just made her feel unsafe. And even though he was presenting every identification, every proof of he was supposed to be there doing what he came to do. She just said, I just don't trust this guy. I don't care. (laughs) I don't care what it is. And I was talking to my wife about this. I was like, I don't know a lot of celebrities, right? I don't, I don't know a lot of celebrities, but if I saw a celebrity that I think is a celebrity, but they have a celebrity name, like I know celebrity names. I I can't tell you who, uh, let me think. I mean, for some odd reason, judge, judge Apatow is coming up in my head. And I can't tell you what he looks like right now, but I know who he is. If I were to like Google him, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what he looks like. But I can't visualize it in my head. For example, if Judge Apatow, if, I, if I'm a bank teller, hi, sir, um, how may I help you? And it's the person's come up to me. I don't recognize them because people change. You know, they might be they might be like 50 pounds during the day and like 30 pounds less at night or something like that. You know, they or they might just be dressing regularly and I look at him. I'm not looking at him to look at him, but I'm just looking at him. I take his ID card and it says Judd, Judd Apatow, whatever. I'm looking. My brain is going to like 
the sensor naps, something that Joe Rogan will probably say, my sensory deprivation tank <laughs> will trigger. And I'll be like, oh, Judd Apatow, that sounds like a famous guy that I know. That sounds like a comedian. Hey, oh, hey, it's you. And I, I'm not going. I'm not going to be. I'm not going to assume anything. But we're in Atlanta, the actual Wakanda of America. If you're, if you're white, you probably don't know why I'm saying that. But you probably do. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. But Wakanda is like a place with like predominantly black people, and Atlanta is essentially kind of Wakanda. You know what I'm saying? It's like you know what I'm saying. It's just it just kind of is Wakanda. And Atlanta is, an, is 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 a beautiful place. So I just kind of find it weird how a black woman saw the name Ryan Coogler. And it didn't just hit her a nap sensory deprivation tank head and said. Are you that guy who made those movies? You know, what I'm saying like, I'm surprised it wasn't it wasn't that, but it was. I see a black guy. He's come, he's coming to rob the bank. So we're, so we're going to fast forward to the end of the, the him being detained. And it was very much like I have to really applaud him. The, the guy is a man of like integrity. This this guy really watching his films and he's all about a stand-up character like like the movie Fruitville Station. Um, what's the kid's name? Uh, Michael B. Jordan plays the uh, the main protagonist character, and he's all about family. He's all about progressing and worrying about him last, worrying about everybody else <clears throat> first. And Ryan Coogler, while he was being detained, speaking to uh, a fleet of officers while being handcuffed and essentially just kind of being a little bit anxious. I mean, after being a, a gun drawn and saying, can you come with us and walk out of there confused and have no explanation as to what's going on. He doesn't really ask like, Hey, can, can you guys take care of me? No. He's like, Hey, I have somebody else that was with me. Where is she? There was a woman that was with me. Can you tell me, about her whereabouts, is she being taken care of? Oh yeah, she's 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 been taken in. She's handcuffed. She's detained. Okay, the officers go on to explain what's going on, and they're just giggling and laughing, and you know everything's calm and cool. But at this whole time, uh, Mr. Coogler is still handcuffed, and so is his child's caretaker, who is in another vehicle, detained. And Mr. Coogler then goes on to say, "Well." Everything is essentially de-escalated. Everything's fine. Why aren't we removing these handcuffs? And uh, they did. And with that situation, I like to think about what are things that could have been, how that could have been avoided, essentially. And there are plenty of times where I went to a, a banking institution especially when I was purchasing the home with my wife, it just, they made it really hard. They made it really hard. Um, 
there was a program that a few of my friends who uh, are homeowners and who are aspiring to be a homeowner at the time wanted me to join. And it was like, it was like the first homeowner program, but it was also like another program. And it was essentially something about like, oh, you know, help young black couples get homes. And it was like starter home. You're going to get a starter home and it's going to be a project. And I'm not the smartest guy in the world. Remember, I stayed back in the seventh grade for drawing comic books all day, all all school year. I'm not smartest, but I do understand uh, effort and things to put time into and hard work and like just ROI, return on your investment. So I was speaking to one of these uh, realtor coaches. I'm a, I'm a realtor coach. I will coach you how to purchase your first home. Sign up today. That's that's what they all sound like. Sit in their seminar, pay them like 75 bucks. They give you a pamphlet and you just go home. Then you go the next day and they, they drive you all in the neighborhood and like in some weird hot van. And it's, it's essentially like a, a, a couple thruple uh, event brunch thing. And it's like. They want you to mingle with the other families and get ideas and share contractors and stuff. And it's it, it, it's pretty cool. It, it works for some people. But the homes that they were showing us, starter home, you know, shotgun houses, one one bedroom, one and a half bath, a two bedroom, one bath. At, uh, and it was just the neighborhoods. They didn't they weren't. Places where. I would feel safe bringing in my business because the sole purpose of me getting my first home was, all right, needs to have space where I can conduct content creating, where I can bring in clients that can sit down. I can start a podcast in here, which I, which I did. I did start a podcast when I first got my home. So I was like, there are certain criterias. It needs to be a three bedroom, two bath. If it's, a single family home, great. If it's a townhouse with upstairs and downstairs, great. But it needs to have a screened in patio. It needs to have specific things. It needs to have concrete walls and not drywall. Those were things that I needed. And, you know, and it needed to be turnkey. I'm not I'm, I'm not doing a project. I have a lot of other projects. I'm a project. So it's like, how am I going to start to build on something myself and then start working on my house when I don't have time for that. I have a full-time job. So does my wife and I work outside of work. So the idea of a freaking project home was asinine to me. It didn't make any sense. And it just felt like the room was just filled with tons of young, impressionable black couples who were like, we're going to get our first home and it's, and it, and then it's going to be a project home. They were going to flip that and make, I'm like, no, you're not. You're going to get mold. You're going to get asbestos. You're going to get probably a, you're going to, you're going to be working in your project home and you're going to get a technus technus from like an old rusty nail that was from like 1962 or something like that from like some nail that came from like Hiroshima or something. And it just came over here or for somebody ordered a box of avocados from Japan and it just like the rusty nail landed while the guys, the contractors were building up the plaster of the home and it just became a foundation of the house and you just hit that rusty nail and then you get tetanus and you get some weird flu that has never been in existence since the 1960s and 70s. And then now you're dead. And then the whole world is essentially destroyed because you decided to get a project home instead of getting an actual home where you can actually just come in turnkey and then just start living your life with your family. 
That's not what I wanted to do. My wife was just like, whatever you want, babe, <laughs> we're doing it because it's, it's been, it's been working and she's, she's down. She would have been okay with a project home, but I can't do that. I don't got time for that. I'm a project, like I said. So I opted out of the program and I looked into a realtor agent who was very affluent and had different cities that he catered to. He wasn't just like in the in the hood. I mean, he wasn't just in Pompano. You know what I'm saying? He would like, you know, he is in Dade County, he in Broad County. But, you know, he he was in a little Deerfield, Coconut Creek, Cold Springs. You know what I'm saying? Little areas where they got coffee shops and say, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. So I went to look for a realtor agent who just was all over the place and who catered to a wide range of clients. So he gave us a chance and I told him what I wanted. A lot of the realtor agents, this is a, this is a different podcast. <laughs> we're talking about Ryan Coogler. Now we're talking about first home ownership, but it, it ties in together. Our, my realtor agent took care of us and he listened and he helped us get our dream home, essentially dream starter home. Well, it wasn't a starter home because it was essentially turnkey. We just moved in and got what we wanted. Those things that I did, I want to be able to like help other my my friends and I and I did like my other friends who were getting homes. I said, hey, dude, just just get a realtor agent and you start looking for your own house. That way, you, they're going to give you a list from their MLS. And you're going to be like, nah, I don't like that. But let me start looking. Let me actually start physically going to places because I kind of feel like certain realtor agents just have this mentality of like sticking a lot of group of people together. I don't want to be in a, a neighborhood with just all black people or all white people or all Colombian people or all Brazilian people. No, I, I want to be like in a mixed neighborhood where it's just there's a, a Cuban shop here. There's a Haitian restaurant here. There's a Jamaican barbershop here. That way it's just everybody coming together. I just hate being like in a segregated neighborhood. And that's what I kind of felt like these um, realtor programs were doing, essentially bringing all these young black couples together, putting them in project homes, having them ruin their credit and getting loans to hire contractors and do all these other things. And it's just like putting you more into debt. And that's not financial freedom. And I feel like that's that's financial illiteracy, essentially. Like, why would you want to be able to get a massive loan from a bank who doesn't really, we're going to get into banking, but why would you get a massive loan from a bank? Take a ch- they take, they're going to take a chance on you and you're going to take a chance on a house that you don't know anything about. You've never owned a home. Luckily, my father and mom purchased a home like years ago and I got to see the whole process, um, you know, dealing with contractors, working on plumbing, like, you know, I helped my dad with flooring, electrical work. So like these skills were just kind of passed down to me. So when we purchased our, my home, I was like, all right, well, all these are pretty cool. It's pretty awesome. It's just like I had that leg up. And a lot of young black couples don't. And it just kind of sucks that these programs that they are enlisting in kind of hold them back. I'm not saying all of them are, but I kind of feel like all of them are like making them like they're setting up, setting them up for failure. But let's get back on track to um, 
what I believe could be a really good step forward with the whole Ryan Coogler situation. Now, he walked into the banking institution of Bank of America, which is a widely known bank and is not black owned. There are a lot of other options. And I kind of feel like if Ryan Coogler went to a black owned bank where he would be more welcomed, I guess, or not seen as a threat, because I don't think the lady was racist. I don't think the lady was racist. I don't think she had any ill intent, but I did feel like she just wanted to ruin a guy's day, maybe. (laughs) And I feel like she probably was scared. But I feel like if uh, there are a few other options here, ooh, we're like getting way over time here. I feel like there's there's a few other options we have. Let's get to Killer Mike has a bank. Uh, it's called the Greenwood Bank, and it's pretty interesting. I I like it. I like the idea of it. It's a black owned bank. And I'm not sure if it, I don't think it has a physical branch. I believe it's just an online banking system, which is still pretty good because I bank with a bank banking institution and most of it is online. I only opt for online. Actually, I have like three bank accounts, uh, a four, one for my business, and they're all online accounts. I can go into a branch if I wanted to, but I primarily, they'll charge me though, but because I opted only for the green only, uh, I don't need to talk to a bank teller because um, I can understand what I need to do. I'm not doing anything crazy or horrendous. So the Greenwood Bank is a, I think it's an online bank. Don't quote me on there. Killer Mike is the co-founder. Um, you have Ryan, Go- Ryan Glover. That guy is pretty cool. Um, he's the founder and chairman. So the thing that I want to get to is the mission, right? Because to me, that's what the mission's about. Uh, let me see if I can find their mission. Okay. Our black and Latino owned digital banking supports communities in four ways. Create an account through Greenwood and we'll provide five meals to a food insecure family through Gooder. Gooder is probably a food servicing app or service or something like that. Uh, The second is whether online or in the store, every time you make a purchase, we'll round up the spare change to support HBCUs, which stands for a historically black college university. Um, And they'll support these colleges through UNCF, which is I, I, um, not confident. Confidence, also to see. I don't know. I don't know what that means. And they're they're doing a lot of good stuff. So, third option: every month we give a gift of ten thousand dollars to a black or Latino owned business. Uh, we and lastly, we are a sponsor of the Greenwood Cultural Center, keeping the original spirit alive. That's pretty awesome. So if you're in the if you're in the spirit or in the mindset of getting a black owned bank account, but you want to be able to get like a physical branch and like drive in there, uh, there's another option. Um, we got it here. Uh, you uh, one United Bank introducing a Greenwood card for black for the new black Wall Street. So 
This one is another one. They got some pretty cool cards, but I don't really care about bank cards. Like I remember when Bank of America was doing that and other banks. You can customize your card with anime characters. I don't like who how many times am I gonna look at my I'm only looking at my debit card, I'm spending money, and it's it's not gonna make me happy if I got like Yu-Gi-Oh on there. It's, it's not it's just gonna make me sad. Like I'm spending money and I'm like a kid. Why do I have this cartoon on my card and I'm about to spend like a thousand dollars? It's not gonna make me feel any better. I don't even understand why we even have debit cards. It's like the most elementary thing that we still do today as far as our finances. I'm a firm believer in Apple Pay and stuff, and this bank does support Apple Pay, as you can see here. Um, like even like paying on your watch is freaking dope. I, uh, cards are just, you know how many times I've lost my Apple card? That heavy little piece of chunk of metal. I went out to, uh, I did like a, a coffee coffee date with a friend of mine. Actually, it was my friend and my wife. Um, we went to a, I think it was like a, like a restaurant, and I left my Apple card there. <laughs> and then I, maybe like a week later, I called, hey, did I leave my card there? Oh, my goodness. You've left your card here. You can come back. And I'm like, Got to drive all the way down there. And I told my wife, can, can we just go to that restaurant again? Because it's an excuse for me to get the car and then we just hang out and chill. But yeah, I, I'm not a big fan about cartoons on cards. If you ask me, it's whack. Do what you want to do, man. Zero money. But One United Bank is a black owned bank. And I believe they have a physical branch. So, yeah, here we go. Locations. Oh, I have no internet. Turn off the internet because I didn't want nobody to text me. I mean, I'm not that important, but, you know, I do get people to text me every now and then. Like, hey, can you tell me about what camera I should buy? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to find. We need more of these banks, man. I'm not seeing any cash and card locations. I need a branch, man. Where's the branch? Oh, we got a branch in L.A. So they have one branch in L.A. And I'm pretty sure they have another one here somewhere. But all in all, I just honestly feel like banking where your interest is at heart and not your dollar is really important. Um, it's not this is not race related. But also, there are a lot of times we we ha we fangirl or fan into certain things. Like even with content creators, there's uh, even with celebrities, we we like to be a part of a group or a community, and we just go in there casually. Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go here. I'm gonna go in this community online. I'm gonna join this group. I'm gonna join in this group chat. But nobody wants you there. And you can kind of feel it sometimes. So it's like, why go where you're not really welcomed? I'm not saying that he's not welcomed in um, in the Bank of America, but uh, Bank of America did apologize, and that was really interesting. And Ryan Coogler said they spoke, and they're on good terms, and the situation's taken care of and is good, which is pretty cool. I'm pretty sure they just were like, "Dude, we're sorry. We had no idea." Um, don't say anything bad. We can't give you any money. I don't, those things don't work like they, they're, he's not getting money. 
A lot of people online were saying, oh, he's going to get paid. Paid from what? He's not getting anything. He doesn't need that. He just wants to be able to go home to his family and just vibe. All right, y'all. I think that's enough for me. Um, hope y'all enjoyed this episode. Let me see if I could put this out for y'all like tonight. That way y'all can have it in the morning. Y'all can enjoy it. If you guys are actually enjoying this podcast, follow me on Instagram. Um, all my social media stuff is in the description of the episode. So if you click, you're going to see a bunch of words, the description of the episode. And then all the way down, I'll have like my Instagram, uh, my YouTube. I'm, I'm starting... I'm going to start putting these episodes out on Instagram, not on Instagram, on YouTube. But if you're listening on Spotify, you can see the whole video. You can see all this. You can see my handsome face, man. You know, I got a little haircut, you know what I'm saying? You know, a little pompano boy. You know what I mean? We out here. So, all right. Hope you all enjoyed it. Have a great day. Uh, do something dope and share some positivity with somebody. And let me know, would you open up a black... Um, <laughs> would you open up an account with one of these black owned banks? That's one United or Greenwood. All right, y'all love you guys. Peace.